Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your host, Seychelle Van Poole. I'm Sarah Reynolds. I'm Via Williams. And I'm Wendy Papazan. And today we're going to be talking about confidence in the workplace. And this episode actually comes from one of our listeners who suggested we do an episode on confidence. And I so love it because so many women especially struggle with this issue. And, you know, honestly, guys, we've got a long way to go regarding gender stereotypes. One of the more pervasive stereotypes of women is, is that we actually can't be too aggressive or confident without looking like a you-know-what, mm-hmm. right? Yep. That's yep. true. You know, and, and some of the stereotyping really starts with the programming we have in childhood, right? Where boys are pushed to be competitive and take risks and be the leader, right? And on sports teams, even the way they play is very different. And girls are encouraged to be gentle and kind and sweet. And they're given praise when they're polite or easy to work with or they comply. You know, and so you see that as conditioning as a kid. Well, of course, it's going to show up as, you know, in adulthood too, and especially in the workplace. Yeah. And I can remember when I was probably... I think it was elementary school, but and this was really before Title IX even. And during gym class, the boys and girls were separated often. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Often. Yeah. We still and, had those kids. Yeah. Yeah. And the one that I remember the most that even to my like seven-year-old self seems so egregious was the girls went to do hula hooping mm-hmm. and oh, the boys mm-hmm. went to go wrestle. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking like, what the heck? Even when I was seven, I was like, wrestling looks like way more fun than hula hooping. (laughs) I literally got kicked out of brownies as a kid because I was too competitive as a brownies like cookie salesperson. No way, really? Uh What? Who gets kicked out of brownies? I got kicked (laughs) out of brownies. Guys, what were you? you, Okay, I have to ask. What were you doing? What? I um, immediately when I left the meeting, I went door to door and like dominated our entire neighborhood. So by the time the other kids got there, I had already taken all their orders. I just went straight on. I'm just going to say it. That's a Texas thing because in Seattle, you would not have been kicked out. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, 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 it's probably a Texas thing. But yeah, I was asked not to rejoin the next year. Wow. Wow. Oh, oh, because of my That's assertive horrible. sales skills. That's okay. That's I, I mean, I'm, I'm still okay. As a, as I love you know, Texas, by fine. the way. To be clear, I love Texas. But I do think that's more of a Southern thing. Because that just, that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I wow. mean, when you guys were growing up, did you get, like, did you talk too much? Did people mm-hmm. tell you a lot that you talk too much? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they oh, did. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, that said a lot to girls. And one of the things, when a male speaks a lot, a boy, mm-hmm. they say he's got leadership skills. Mm-hmm. That's right. And there's a clear right. difference. If, if they see that he's influencing and talking, that's like leadership skills automatically. It's like, oh, that girl talked too much. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so one of the things that has helped me is honestly how my parents raised me is like they kept saying, you've got leadership skills. They would tell me that from a really young age, which has impacted my confidence. But our, the right. world doesn't tell us that. Mm-hmm. The world mm-hmm. doesn't tell boys and girls that. Right. So they tell something different. And I think we have to acknowledge that when we're talking about confidence. And I know that many of our listeners are men that also have daughters. And I think that this is a great topic in terms of how we talk to them and making sure that we're building confidence in them as well. Agreed. Because, you know, the hardest part of stereotypes is is that not only does it distort our view of others, it distorts our view of ourselves. Yes. Mm. And so all of us are subject to gender stereotypes, even about ourselves. 
So true. Right? So true. Well, and here's the thing about this topic, right? About confidence in the workplace or anywhere. You literally need it to succeed. I mean, you have to be able to express and communicate and voice your opinions, stand up for ideas, you know, defend your position, so to speak. You have to have that to succeed working in teams and really empire building, right? And so when I've been at many, many meetings where, you know, I can see females in the room, this lack of self-confidence happening, and I can see men saying, no, or, you know, fighting back and then, and the women are, are not speaking up, it's affecting their effectiveness. You know, yeah. that's probably not a good sentence, but it's, it's affecting how, <laughs> how productive they are and how much they're getting their, you know, project across, right? I, I just had a total aha from what, sorry, I'm a little slow. I'm like two people back, oh, but okay. what Wendy said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I remember my very first dolls retreat. So we talk about the dolls a lot. Mm-hmm. It's our, it's our mm-hmm. tribe. So there's 11 of us that, that are really close. And it was my very first time. I had never had 11, 10 girlfriends mm-hmm. ever at mm-hmm. a time. So I, I was very intimidated going in. That's the truth. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we, the very first conversation we had was around this assessment that our company has called the KPA. And they rate aggressiveness on mm-hmm. the KPA. And I'm, an, I think, a 9 out of 10 <laughs> on aggressive. And it came up and I immediately put myself down. You did. I said, but, and I was like ashamed of it. I was ashamed that I was a nine out of 10 on aggressive. And Wendy was like, looked at me and was like, I think that's awesome. And if you were a male, you'd be bragging about it. Mm-hmm. And I realized the stereotypes of the world, I did put that on myself. Because mm-hmm. why would we put that down? If, and I just had this aha that that's what happened there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important for us to realize like we, we need to look at things and be confident in how sort of God made you. Like each person has strengths. And for me, my aggressiveness is my strength. That, that my is. confidence is my strength. It's a superpower for you. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And so be proud of it. Don't be ashamed. So if you're like many of us, right, and are confident, we want you to be proud. And that's what we want to talk about today. Love that. So great. Sorry, I got totally off topic. <laughs> no, I, no, I think that's, no, that's great. A, that's a great story. And I can tell you, you know, I validated you know, hundreds, maybe even thousands mm-hmm. of those KPAs and for men and for women. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you're validating them, you're basically reading a sentence about that person to them. And if the sentence has the word aggressive in it, most of the time, if women are listening to that, they feel very uncomfortable mm-hmm. with that. And, and they push really? back and they say, well, I, that sounds like me, but not that word aggressive. And I've they never had a man... That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I've never had a man oh gosh, ever say that to me. For me. Yeah. Yeah. They so do true. it 100% of the time. And it's I because have verified of the stereotypes. hundreds of those. And you are so right. And I've never thought about it before. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. I actually, when a woman will put herself down with that, like on the word aggressive, when I'm verifying one of those, I'll actually try to frame it back to them in a way that it's more palatable for them because they immediately see it as we started off the episode, right? As a B word and not as confident or strong-willed or firm-footed or you know any of these other amazing things that the, that word aggressive or assertive could mean. Yeah. So, so I think number one, you want to make sure to surround yourself with people. Like that, I viewed myself totally different when Wendy said that, right? Yes. So surround yourself by, with people that will affirm you and will breathe confidence into you. And if you are surrounding yourself by people where you walk out the room and you feel bad about yourself, 
get in a new room. <laughs> Go find a new room, okay? Because you want to make sure that uh, p- people around you are are building your confidence, right? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, for sure. Well, so according to a study in 2016, women actually speak less and are interrupted more often by others who criticize or disagree with them. Mm. And uh, this is so common. And I would say that one of the most amazing things about this group is is that we are all blessed to be in a group of Gary's top agents mm-hmm. throughout the country. And it's very intimidating. You know, you've got Gary Keller there who's a billionaire and he likes to, he's pontificating typically. And there's usually a cadre of mm-hmm. guys who've arrived early and they've sat, sat up in front. The front. Mm-hmm. front row, right in. And they're same very people, aggressive. Same seats. Yep. Yeah. Very aggressive about you know, standing up, talking, kind of saying saying their piece. And a few years ago, actually, it was Jay, my husband, who said to me, he said, you know what? You just need to speak up in there more. You have lots of things to say. And so I, I actually brought that to our dolls. And I said, we really need to amplify each other a lot more in there. And, and amplification is actually something that men do quite naturally. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, is if Sarah says something in a meeting... I will amplify her by saying, oh yeah, like Sarah said, which was so smart, Mm -hmm. right? And all of a sudden, everyone's paying attention because it's like third-party validation Mm -hmm. for what Sarah And after that's been done two or three times with one person's comment, it also, it becomes like the spoken word. That whatever Mm -hmm. Sarah said had to have been so brilliant with two or three other people agreeing, that it's just, that is fact at that point. And yeah. then we started doing and, it like a chain. So what one uh-huh, like a chain. the other, the uh-huh. other. Yeah, it was yeah. actually so powerful. And I honestly think that's how we've all grow, grown our confidence in that room, yes. you know, 10 times over. I know for me, it's helped a lot. Um, and sometimes we'll yeah. just be texting each other like, you know, Sarah, speak up or Seychelle, say something or mm-hmm. who's next? Mm-hmm. And yeah. having yeah. that is really powerful. Or we'll cheerlead each other. That, yeah, mm-hmm. that helps with the self-talk that we have with ourselves, right? I mean, sometimes we're telling each other, like, you're you are one of the most the most brilliant business minds. People mm-hmm. need to hear what you have to say, right? So when we're holding it back, like we are making sure that we're speaking life into one another and speak like, and I think it's so important to like also vocalize sometimes the self-talk we have to people that you trust, not people that will take advantage of it, people that you trust, and then that all help one another. And especially I mean, especially as women. I, I think there mm-hmm. are some men that lack confidence, but overall, this is a very much a female thing. Well, I mean, that's why we created Amplify too, right? Yes. It is to take and pay it forward to amplify the voices and lives of women around the world. That's why we do this podcast. It's not, I mean, don't get me wrong. We love spending Fridays together, but our big mission behind this is really (laughs) to empower you, right? To build a big business with confidence and to have confidence to build the life that you want. And that, I mean, that is our reason for being. So for us, this is a very personal mission with this episode because we have been there. So this is this is us speaking through failing forward on it and having to go on this journey because it was not... Com- I wasn't comfortable, at least at the first probably six months in that room speaking up myself. I don't know about you guys. And I had been in that room for 10 years. <laughs> so... Yeah. So we're talking about, you know, really how to do this. Let's move more into tactics. Like how can we empower other other people to do this? Sarah, you started by, you know, just talking about how important a strong network of peers and mentors are. I'm glad, like, can we say, not say tribe in one episode? I don't know. Peers and mentors <laughs> is great. Like it's another... Uh, I Let's know. It's try. 
It's good. We're going to try. Try to not say try. (laughs) But I think that, I think that, you know, moving into another really important thing that we can do, it's a skill set, is we can learn and practice our skills. And to me, what that means is communication in large part. There's a couple really good books that we can put in show notes. And the name of one I read, it was How to Say What You Want to Say in 30 Seconds or Less. Right. Mm-hmm. And and in other words, getting confidence. One of the um, there's a study that I cite a lot to our salespeople, and it's there's two primary reasons for cold call reluctance. One is they don't know who to call, two is they don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And and I think with confidence, what I find is it's often the second one. It's knowing what to say that sometimes holds us back. So what would that look like to practice your skills? It might look at studying the subject matter, you know, and putting in extra time. It might be practicing, literally practicing in front of a mirror or writing out what your cogent points are and what you're trying to get across, you know, in a succinct way. You know, don't be afraid to practice and to role play with yourself or with someone else and have someone else coach you on that, right? So I think there's other skills. What what do you guys, you know, if we were going to learn and practice skills, what other skills would you guys think we should dive into? I think making sure that you're prepared before meetings and before you enter into a room is important. I mean, I learned this in business school. Our professors, if we came without a PowerPoint and without what we were going to say ahead of time, and we would get immediately sit down, you're not prepared. And it that's really helped my confidence. When I go in, I've already prepped what we're talking about. I have an agenda. I And, and, it's, and so I write mm-hmm. things down for each meeting that I have every single week to make sure I'm circling back and thinking it through. And so having some type of organization for prepping yourself, I'm actually not good like on the fly. I'm not. And I lack confidence when I don't know what we're going to be talking about or what we're... And so part of that has helped me with my confidence and helped me with my skills is thinking it through ahead of time and making sure you have prep time. That's so good. My Mine comes down to two simple things in a big room. It's I, I make a list of three people that I want to get to know and three things I want to get out of it. So good. And so I just walk in. And so I try to study who's going to be in the room. I think that's actually a skill set that's really shown up across the country in a big way over the last 10 years is I usually make a list of three people I don't know in a room. And I, I'm a very I'm very targeted about wanting to get to know them and what they're about. Or if it's an influential person, not being afraid of going up to them. And then three things I want to learn or get out of that meeting. I love that. That's great. Well, and that kind of leads us to the next thing and and sort of what Seychelles intimated, which is to build relationships with those that intimidate you, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that our, I mean, our friend Diane Griffin is personally the best at this of anyone I I have ever seen in my life. And here's someone who's not, you know, she's not introverted, but she's not super extroverted. Yep. She actually feels uncomfortable in a crowd. And she will go up to anyone, literally anyone, shake their hand, look them in the eye and introduce herself. Say, hello, I'm Diane Griffin. I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And she has built more powerful relationships that way and she does this every time she sees someone, you know, mm. so never making the assumption that, oh, so-and-so knows me in a room. Mm. Yes. Uh, because most of the time when you're managing up, they actually don't know you or they don't mm-hmm. remember your name. And so going up to them, shaking their hand, introducing yourself, saying where you're from is just a great way to build a relationship with someone who's who's above you. 
Well, and you know what else Diane does? And it's kind of what Seychelles was saying. Diane has always, ever since I've known her, had this target list ahead of time, Seychelles, mm-hmm. like you were describing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she'll kind of do that in advance, Wendy. So she'll yep. text or phone call or email mm-hmm. that introduction in advance and sets up all these meetings. And I was just in awe of watching her work a networking event, like at conventions yeah. that we go to, where she mm-hmm. might have like five meetings with like VIPs. And I'm like, what? She's like, I just called and asked. I just texted <laughs> I and asked. I mean, she's really yeah. good at that. She's really You know, the it. other thing I just wanted to throw out on this that I think is really important is the concept of sponsorship that Sheryl Sandberg talks about in Lean In, which is kind of one level above a mentorship. And that is that, that sometimes these relationships can turn into mentorships and sponsorships where now you're you're in a room or around the table, figuratively or literally, and the, the powerful, intimidating influencer in the room is helping you and helping bolster your confidence by saying, you know, Sarah, Seychelle, Wendy, what do you think? think about that. Or I know you have mm-hmm. some good ideas on that, Wendy, because you're in relationship with them and they care about you and they they want to bolster you up. And I know that I try to do that for people that I'm, you know, developing as well. Mm-hmm. That's good. So smart. That's I think really we're so good. passionate about this topic of building relationships <laughs> with people, yes. right? I mean, I know Say mentioned it earlier, but you know, we have an event we do every year called Amplify. And we're so passionate about that is one of the things that we found is that sometimes when you're confident, you also are the one intimidating others. And we want to make sure that we're always pouring into the next sort of generation of leaders as well as a group. And so we started Amplify to really learn about the powerful women around the world in different businesses. And honestly, this is something that's on your list about building relationships with people that intimidate you or maybe not intimidate you, but building relationships of people that want to pour into you. I I don't want this episode to go by without you feeling a personal invite from the four of us that we would Mm. love to have you at our Amplify event and really Mm. start building relationships with other females that also want you to be confident and go out and build huge empires. So I just wanted to throw that out, of course, when we're talking about building relationships. Yeah, and we'll okay. put a link, link in the show, show notes. Oh, in the show notes, yeah, to amplifyevent.com. Yeah, yeah. I love That's that. Awesome. Coach me a Coke. anytime (laughs) you know and and I love that this segues us with building confidence into the next part which is focusing on your strengths versus your weaknesses and that's you know that's really what we've done at Amplify is focusing on each other's strengths and with our with our dolls drive it's it's focusing on building each other up and our strengths versus our weaknesses right because we don't necessarily want to be good at everything that's boring that's boring. No. no, I think this is so important in the workplace. And I see women kind of suffer from this where they feel like they kind of have to do everything. And men naturally say, you know what? I'm not good at any of that. I'm going to get so good at this thing that I get promoted and then I get an assistant to help me with all those things. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of times women are like, "Ooh, I have to manage all the details and I have to do that. What ends up happening is you're terrible at everything, you know, or yes. you're mediocre at everything, which is worse. Yes, exactly. My, Jack of all I, trades, I, master of nothing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, there, there's only there's only one place you ride two horses, and that's in the circus. <laughs> so having focus <laughs> is so is so powerful. And uh, I, sometimes my team's like, Sarah, you're so confident, and I'm like, well, it's because I'm only good at one or two things. Like all the, all thirty other things, I'm not good at, and other people are focusing on those. And so I am confident with the things that I'm good at. And I think that that focus is so, so important. Uh, So the other thing that helps with confidence is making sure you are asking good questions and asking questions, making sure you get feedback. That has always helped me and it is the hardest thing. It's so hard. To hear the the feedback. 
But feedback leads to so much power. And and the better that you can be, the better that you can be at speaking, the better that you can be at even your job and your role, asking for feedback is super powerful. Every three months, we do a survey, an anonymous survey to our team to give feedback on leadership. And I always hold my breath before I open the results, right? And there's always some things in there that aren't aren't fun to read. Uh, but I look at our team and, our, and the growth that we've had over the last few years, and it comes back to because we ask for feedback. And so making That's sure so you're fun. asking questions. But if you don't know, you can't fix it. Exactly. Right? I mean, exactly. We, we can't improve well, if we and, don't know what we're yeah. doing. And we don't and we don't normally get feedback on our own as leaders. We're in a kind of a feedback vacuum. True. Mm-hmm. So can be yeah. tough. Unless and, you, you know, ask going back to just asking questions in general, you know, even if not necessarily feedback questions, I think what's interesting about asking questions is some people don't know it actually puts you in the control seat. I, I know it might seem mm. the opposite if you didn't know that, but but psychologically, the person asking the questions is actually in control of the conversation. And it's a way to learn what you need to learn so that you're more effective and honestly, guys, to, to get control and to probably gain influence, which, which is a side benefit of that, right? Because you're really asking questions to seek to learn to be better at, you know, delivering what you need to deliver or solving the problem at hand, right? And it's a, and it's a great way to manage up as well. You know, mm. it's a great way to get into relationship with someone who's kind of ahead of you on the journey. Instead of just trying to be their buddy or asking them if they're going to be your mentor, you have a specific question that you ask them. And more often than not, people want to help right? So they'll take the time to answer your question and that can open a door for you. Or even asking them, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. A lot of people that are, they don't get asked that because they get Mm -hmm. asked a lot, but asking them, is there something I could do to help Mm -hmm. you? This is what I'm good at in my business. Could I help you Mm -hmm. here? Mm -hmm. And then they all of a sudden, wow, no one, not many people ask me that. And so that's another powerful question. Love that. Yeah. Well, the next one to just, you know, feeling more confident in the workplace is fake it till you make it. I first heard that from Steven Tyler of Aerosmith, right? The philosopher. (laughs) And uh, I remember him saying that years ago. And I was like, that is so, so good. And what what I teach a lot is, is that we often gain confidence through competence. So all the things we're talking about are really, you know, the more you understand and gain mastery in a subject matter or a task or a skill, the more confident you feel, right? So there's a gap between, you know, getting mastery or getting confident at something and not knowing it. And you do have to fake it. You know, you do not need to admit to everybody around you that this is your first deal or that you don't know what you're talking about or or whatever. It's okay to be humble, but you know, sometimes the best way to do that, guys, is to listen a lot and not talk a lot. Yeah. You know, is to look the part and and Mm -hmm. you don't have to always offer your opinion and advice and learn and listen. And I will say I had an investor I was working with and I had some of my newer agents come and shadow me, a couple men, a couple of women. And the men walked in like they owned the place. They weren't overly confident in what they were saying, but their body language exuded confidence. Head up, bot like shoulders back, firm handshake, or in this case, elbows, right? Because of COVID. But very confident in the way they walked in. And I will tell you, the women who actually have investment experience came in far more meek, stood further to the back, were less willing to jump in, and they actually had more experience. And I'm, I'm watching two-on-two with this play out 
with this investor that you know I'm talking with and watching how these guys are, are playing it out between the men and the women. And it was a great coaching moment for me to go back to our team members and have a good coaching moment around that. But it's not just what you say. It's also the way you physically carry yourself if you have nothing to say that can help in that situation too. Yeah. And that's a really good segue to our next one, which is really do power poses, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Nonverbal communication is extremely impactful. And it's exactly what Seychelles is saying is, is how you show up matters in the world. And so there are several power poses that you can do. You can do this, what's called the CEO, right? Sit back. Maybe you're about to have an important conversation on Zoom. We'll get into your CEO pose. Put your feet on your desk, right? Cross your arms, right? <laughs> and then I like this one a little bit better, which is your Wonder Woman pose, right? Mm-hmm. You've got your... Hands on your hips. Yeah. Your, your feet are a little bit spread apart. Or just do whatever it takes to kind of like get your energy up and out. I know for me, not so much anymore, but when I first started to do a lot of speaking in front of people, I was always super nervous. And so what I would do is I'd, I'd go into the bathroom and I kind of like mm-hmm. pump myself up. I'd like amp myself up. And so important. So, so, so important. So you can go out and have that confidence. So Thank I you. have I have so much to say on this topic because uh, I discovered it from a gal named Christy Canelli who used to be in Cats. She was a Broadway performer. And I was uh, really nervous for probably one of the biggest keynotes I've done in my career the Inman Connect stage when I came out and gave my big failure story. And I was really nervous. And she explained the concept of power posing, Wendy. And she how she described it is physically, it releases testosterone, ladies. It releases testosterone when you have wide stances. And so she came with me backstage. God bless her. I will never forget it. And she did the Wonder Woman pose. She showed me how to do it arms wide, legs wide. And what I got out of that, you know, in the future and and what you can notice male or female is take up space. It's really, it boils down to three words, take up space. You know, we make fun of mansplaining, but really what they're doing is, you know, they're kind of interrupting you with their body language, with their space, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the, the wide so stances good. and all yes. that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think about, I think about, I can't remember what, what the name of that statue is down on Wall Street. Yes, in front that of little the, girl. The ball, the little girl, yeah. you know, where she's got yes. her, hands, she's got yeah. her chin up and her hands on her hips mm-hmm. and her feet are mm-hmm. spread wide apart. You know, she has that pose of confidence and so That's important. Right. I love that. You know, and there are going to be days when you don't feel confident. There are going to be days that you have a hard day. And it's important that you keep some sort of a little private, like self talk to yourself, if you will. And I know Bia's got a really good one that she does on her phone that she saves. I'll let you go into it. But I think you're going to have dark days. You're going to have challenging days, especially as an empire builder and an entrepreneur. So I'll, I'll let Wendy and Bia give a couple of theirs that they do to help themselves kind of. Keep it forefront. Yeah, I called mine the frame this photo album on my phone. And, and all it is, it, it's, it's a very quick explanation, is it's, it's a series of screenshots of text messages, maybe social media comments, uh, emails, whatever it is, of people who influence me and my you know emotions or mood or self-worth or whatever it is. And it's really encouraging, awesome things they've said to me. You guys are all in it. You know, it's things that uplift me. And I am very conscious about snapping that screenshot on my phone whenever I get them and throwing them in that album. And then I can 
go back to that album and and you know Brad Inman, Gary Keller, you guys, you know Ben Kinney. There's there's a lot of really meaningful snippets in there that I turn to. Some of my close friends, like one of my very first ones, is Wendy saying, "You're an incredible mother." and an incredible friend. And I read it, you know, and, and I think it was a heart emoji. And so, you know, those are the things that really helped me. I know. <laughs> Sometimes I you just need to remind yourself though. I think yes. that's great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I really do. Yesterday I had a, a horrible day and it was one of those that you felt, I felt like, okay, I'm doing nothing right. I did nothing right, including ordering takeout from the wrong location. Okay. It was one of those days where, yeah, like I didn't Where it delivers to your office, not yeah. your home or vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, it's like everything I did yesterday, like nothing seemed to go right. And my team had given me um, this canvas that's in my office and it says you were born to make an impact. So I tell them that all the time, but they wrote me letters. And before I left the office, I was like, I'm going to read a couple of these because I needed it because it felt like, you know, I did nothing right. And so it helps. Okay. Today was one of those days, but there are other times where I have done some things right and making sure you rely on that. But that leads us to our, our sort of last thing, but also probably our most fun. It made, it makes me think of <laughs> watching athletes, right? So like yeah. uh, Michael Phelps, for example, if you watch him before he swims in the Olympics, he's got his headphones in. He's like bobbing his head. Number one, what he's doing is he's making sure that he's eliminating distractions of like the competitors, right? He's not looking at them. He's not, he's thinking about himself and getting himself ramped up and then having some type of song that sort of like pumps you up in terms of going to that appointment. Before I would go on a listing appointment, I would, I would jam to some uh, gangster rap uh, and get me sort of like going. Uh, whatever yeah, yeah. Strong, whatever. Yeah, all of us. The warm-up yeah. song. Yes. Yeah, every day, every day before work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I have so, the best playlist for that. I have a hype playlist <laughs> called the Hype Playlist. Oh, yes. Send it to me. Ooh, share That's it. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. So good. <laughs> Put that in show notes. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> Kanye's <laughs> power is so good. There's so many good ones in there. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm writing that down. Uh, but music is powerful. So making sure that you put some music on, get ramped up, whatever you need to do to build your confidence, do it. Go stand, do the do the Wonder Woman stand. Go with music. That's even more, more powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but all the things that we mentioned today, we want you to do and we want you to be confident. I love that. Well, guys, and I'll just, I'll just wrap by saying such good tips, right, today about confidence. And the reason these are so important is that it's not that all of us have mastered confidence. In fact, the exact opposite is true. There are many days Mm -hmm. when I know for me where my confidence has literally been shaken to the core. Yeah. You know, where I'm almost, I'm almost a a, a puddle on the Mm -hmm. floor. And, you know, it, it helps when you fail a lot over the course of a decade. You know that sometimes just going to bed and getting up the next day is the only thing that you can do. Yep. And we're all failing. We're all failing forward all the time. And yep. our confidence is constantly rattled. We all want to quit. We all don't want to do it. And yet here we are again and again going to bed, waking up the next day and starting all over again. And that's, and that's honestly what success looks like. And that is how you build confidence. 
you know, that is how you look up over the course of 5, 10, 15, 20 years in a career and and really walk out with more confidence than you thought you'd ever have. Mm-hmm. So you guys are all beautiful and strong and brave and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And we so love having you as our listeners on Empire Building. And uh, we want you to just go out and build your empires and be confident and be wonderful. Thank right. you so much. Thanks, you guys. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder. Empire Builder.